Welcome, everyone, to another WeatherWise podcast. So, you know, it's a Wednesday here. I hope everyone isn't having a great week. And today we are going to be talking about fire weather. So, yes, um, fire weather here. And I am meteorologist Ulysses Garcia, and we have meteorologist Sloan Haynes. So, yes, so we're going to be talking about fire weather today, and obviously, if you on Delmarva, you know, a couple days ago, we did have um, fire weather potential here with the fact that we did have fire weather watches and red flag warnings. And I feel like this topic here, um, if it's a little bit overlooked just because of the fact that we're in the eastern half of the country, I, you tend to mm -hmm. commonly see uh, these alerts a lot more frequently out west where the climate is more arid. But even in the eastern half of the United States, where it's still more humid, um, we still get the chance for we still have the potential for fire danger um, at certain times out of the year. So I think right now we're going to just start off with just the basics on what exactly are the fire weather alerts. And then we'll start digging into um, how this is all broken down a little bit further, who issues these and whatnot. Um, so let's first talk about what are the two types. So there's two basic types of fire weather alerts. We have a watch, a fire weather watch, and then a red flag warning. And I'm just going to read to you um, the basic criteria here when it comes to a fire weather watch um, when it comes to Delmarva. So what's interesting about the fire weather watch is that the criteria is actually the same for both Delaware and Maryland. So the criteria are you have to have all three components to have a fire weather watch to be issued. It's sustained winds at or greater than 20 miles an hour, relative humidity at less than 30% and a 10 hour fuels at less than 8%. And we'll explain that last one there a little bit later on. I know Sloan and I, we have a lot more information about that because that one's, it's a little more, um, that one's a little more complex to talk about. But those are pretty much the three criteria that need to happen for a fire weather watch uh, to be issued. And just like how we mentioned there's other types of watches, these are usually issued about 12 to 48 hours ahead of time um, by the National Weather Service. Then when it, and these are actually issued, when you see them on a map, they'll usually be about um, a light beige color. Uh, will mm -hmm. be the color that this fire weather alert will have, the fire weather watch. Then we will have a red flag warning, and these will be like a hot pink colored, um, and the criteria for that will be sustained winds at or greater than 20 miles an hour, relative humidity less than 30%, and then, um, and 10 hour fuels less than 8%. So pretty much the exact same criteria as a fire weather watch, and it does this does apply for both Delaware and Maryland, but usually a red flag warning means that it's imminent and there's a likelihood mm -hmm. chance that this would happen. And this usually will be issued about 12 to 24 hours ahead of time. Usually if it's 24 hours, it means they have a really strong confidence that this will happen. Um, but most of the time it will be 12 hours um, will be usually the likelier scenario when this will be issued. Mm. So when it comes to and keep in mind that different states have a dif different criteria yeah. for
for a fire weather watch and a red flag warning. I know like we're both from Florida, so this is probably gonna be a different um, criteria for the Sunshine State compared to here on Delmarva. Mm -hmm. And it will even be a different criteria, say out west as well. But um, so when it comes to these red flag warnings, these will tend to happen most likely on Delmarva. They will tend to happen most likely in the winter and into the early spring, but they can even happen even in the summer months, ironically. Um, but yeah. but ten, like right now we're entering into spring. Um, you, you notice outside we had these nice days, but the humidity has been dropping and that's why we've been having these red flag warnings. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, Sloan, do you wanna explain a little bit more about the whole thing when it comes to like the fuel moisture or yeah. anything else? Yep. I think just to bounce off um, the red flag warning really quick, you know, we talked about, um, you know, it's drier air, gusty wind, and um, the fuel moisture and everything. But something else is that when these warnings are issued, there's a few things that you should follow as well, especially if it's issued for your area. You shouldn't have any outdoor burns. I know sometimes in fields, especially um, during the summer months into the fall, you can see some prescribed burns out there. You shouldn't be doing that during red flag warnings. Also, um, in the state of Maryland, 96% of all wildfires are caused by humans. And that can just be as simple as somebody um, discarding cigarette butts or matches out of a moving vehicle into some brush that could call the fire to ignite. So they want you to be extra cautious during red flag warnings about how you toss cigarettes or matches by properly disposing them and also being careful of machinery that could spark because that could also cause something to ignite. So those are just a few things for you to follow when um, a red flag warning is issued. No, absolutely, definitely. So yeah, we, we mention that on air all the time every time this happens. And keep in mind that here on Delmarva, um, when this was issued, at least for us, our first one of the year earlier this week, um, it's actually been a dry start to this month. We only had really pretty much a good rain on the first of the month mm -hmm. and it pretty much has pretty much has shut down. So mm -hmm. the fact that the red flag warnings um, were issued is also because of the fact, like you mentioned, these fires will rapidly expand if they're not properly put out. But also when you have to keep in mind mm -hmm. that it's been an abnormally dry stretch, um, that worsens these conditions to, for it to happen. And also keep in mind when there is even a drought, which we are not in, but when there's a drought, this will even be uh, magnified even further. So mm -hmm. um, that's why you know, fire weather is really important because, um, like you said, just the combination of those winds, that low humidity, um, a cigarette butt can really just, um, if it's not properly put out, it will just quickly take over an area. And that's just going to put a lot of, you know, loss of property, loss of life, and just a lot of extra work mm -hmm. uh, for firefighters um, to work on. Yeah. And something that um, you were just talking, we were about to get to was fuel. So, um, you know, Fires need fuel to start, but they need that fuel to keep on going. So um, the state of Maryland has what they call a wildfire behavior triangle, which is fuel, weather, which we've just mentioned, and topography. That can influence how a wildfire can burn because think of how we watch um, wildfires on the news out west and how often they burn for, how long they can burn for, really, how widespread they can become. These are like the three key things that, firefighters and officials think about when a wildfire occurs. So the best type of fuel for a fire is basically the area it's in, um, like grasses, um, 
tree litter on the ground in a forest or even marshes. We see a lot of those um, on Delmarva. So, yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, like you said, topography, the type of agriculture, like what type of plants that will, um, you know, the, the f depending what type of plants those are, if they're really quick spreaders, that's something that will create this danger a lot more elevated. And when it comes to um, fuel moisture, um, I know we, I was mentioning the criteria earlier that less than 8%, and those are actually uh, numbers that are usually provided by the Department of Natural Resources or, or even the Forestry Service. And I was looking at their website, and there's actually um, all this information here when it comes to that. And I was looking at some of this information from earlier in the week when we were having this issue. And in Salisbury here, the, the fuel moisture was very low. It was down to about um, about 5% or something, 5 to 6%. So it was definitely one of the lowest areas in the eastern half of the country when we were having these red flag warnings. So it definitely mm -hmm. meets the criteria. So um, there's definitely this information that... Um, so that last criteria can be verified through the Forestry Service, but that information is provided by them, and then they forward it to the National Weather Service, and that's how they issue these red flag warnings. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to explain how these uh, warnings are, are issued, because I know when I talked to the National Weather Service last year to ask them about the criteria, they told me that that information is not provided by them. They get that from the Forestry Service. But, and I was actually able to go on their website and um, look up that information for the fuel moisture. But... Um, just looking at how it was on Sunday and Monday, um, definitely um, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware were definitely some of the lowest, had the lowest fuel moistures in the east, east of the Mississippi River. So, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to mention? Um, no, I think we've covered um, fuel moisture and everything you need to Okay. Um, I think I just want to mention, um, now that we're pretty much done with like the fuel moisture how um so the national weather service they issue these alerts but we can also find out how you know how when we do severe weather we do there's the storm prediction center they actually do outlooks and you know mm -hmm. they have the marginals and the slight risk there's actually the storm prediction center also takes care of fire weather outlooks as well so i wanted to talk a little bit about that mm -hmm. So fire weather outlooks, they're issued by the Storm Prediction Center. Now, when it comes to fire weather, it's here on Delmarva, um, our, the way that we will get our fire weather alerts is because of low humidity, how it is right now. But out west, um, the reason that the Storm Prediction Center takes care of this is that you're not going to get a like how it is out east. You might actually get it through dry lightning. Dry lightning can also spark fires, especially out west. With, um, with their prolonged droughts that they tend to go mm -hmm. more frequently. Now, when it comes to a fire weather outlooks, they actually go by a couple of categories. They have elevated, critical, and extreme. And then when it comes to dry thunderstorms, which are, these are the ones that will produce the chance for some of that dry lightning, they either go by an isolated chance or a scattered chance. Um, and an isolated chance will be an elevated risk while a scattered chance of dry thunderstorms will provoke it to go up to a critical risk. Um, mm. So pretty much when it comes to dry lightning, this is usually more an issue out west, but I just wanted to talk about it just because the fact that the fire, uh, fire weather does also, is also um, a responsibility of the Storm Prediction Center. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. That is, um, it's very helpful to look at that too, especially during this time of the year. And both of us being from Florida, I know, um, South Florida by the Everglades is prone to, um, wildfires, especially as we head into the spring months. And this is very helpful all over the country, not just for areas that we think of when we think of wildfires, like in California. No, yeah, I, I agree. Definitely. Um, so these alerts, these outlooks are definitely very helpful. And um, just like the national, you know, just how the Storm Prediction Center also has outlooks that go out eight days, but the three days are those categories that I mentioned earlier. The three, um, the three th th through eight, they kind of just have like the, the probability chance as well. So they do have a lot of information about it um, when it comes to fire weather. And it's just really interesting how, you know, we mm -hmm. really do have to, um, you know, fire weather, all, it's amazing how all these areas of weather, they're all interconnected. Like, it's amazing yeah. how big the weather world is, how we have mm -hmm. fire weather, we have severe weather, but yet in a way that can almost be connected to each other. Yeah. Um, it, and um, speaking of, like, how all these weather events, you know, we have all the information on them, how they can affect each other. Um, our government agencies, like the National Weather Service, always want to have a weather-ready nation, and they have a bunch of information of how you can prepare your home to be safe during, in case this does happen to you, what to do in the situation, how to handle post-situation and everything like that. For example, you know, to, for preparedness before there even is a um, wildfire, you want to, if you have a house, you want to use fire-resistant landscaping. That's the best thing they tell people, especially in areas prone for them. But something that uh, we talked about when we talked about hurricane season, I believe it was last May or June, is that you want to plan. You want to have that um, escape route. You want to make sure your family knows what to do, what to grab in case of emergency and everything like that so that you can take care of you and your family, make sure that you are um, preserving life and property. So, yes, like you said, um, you know, you always want to be prepared for any event, regardless of what it is, if it's a hurricane, tornado, or like you just said, like uh, the potential mm -hmm. for a fire. You always want to have an escape route, um, you know, an alternate, you know, evacuation route, because like you said, you know, these fires, like we saw in California, people had to um, evacuate um, last year when these fires were yeah. just going rampant all over in the West. So you always have to look for that all that route and. Um, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate fit situation here, and especially out west where this is, tends to be a common issue um, during the summer months as that heat just becomes uh, unbearable, even though it's a dry heat, but that dry heat definitely, mm -hmm. um, that's what really allows for these fires to spark. Um, so I know we here are on the east coast, we always dread that humidity, and, and yeah, obviously it's unfortunate, it makes things very uncomfortable, but it's ironic how that exact same humidity is also what limits the chance for those fires um, to really ignite. So just, uh, you know, so it's, I'm just trying to show how the humidity in a way could be mm -hmm. a good thing, not always a bad thing. Yeah. Yep, I understand what you're saying, Ulysses. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to lighten the mood here. <laughs> yeah. But, um... But no, yeah, definitely when it comes to this uh, fire weather, we're still going to be, you know, we could still happen more as we go into April and into May, um, especially, you know, 
as we continue to deal with these cold fronts coming through. So every time we get one of these cold fronts that comes through, they're going to bring, mm -hmm. they might not be bringing as much cold air anymore, but they will still bring it. It could bring a good amount of that dry air from Canada. And that dry air could be just enough to the point where one of these alerts could be issued. Um, so that's why even though our temperatures may eventually start getting into the 70s and into the 80s, we could still have these red flag warnings um, mm -hmm. you know, going through on Delmarva before we start making our way more into the summer months. And then we'll start notice, noticing that uptick in that humidity. Yeah. And we're always going to keep you informed about um, red flag warnings in the area, let you know what, again, to remind you what to do on those days. Like, again, being cautious if you're throwing out cigarettes or matches, not having any fires that day, and just being safe. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I agree. And then, uh, you know, it's like, um, it's like Smokey the Bear says, only you can prevent wildfires. So uh, that's pretty much the main saying when it comes to fire weather. I guess the, the best slogan to remember is just Smokey the Bear, you know? Yep. Uh, that's why he's the mascot for the forest department, but it does make sense. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. the wildfires and it definitely applies more so here. Um, and you can even see that information. I know like here, like I driven in parts of Delmarva and I know like, even parts of Florida, when you enter like one of these um, forest areas, you'll see these large signs and they'll actually tell you the fire um, danger for that day. Like it'll go like low, medium or high. And um, so, you know, even if you may not have access to the National Weather Service at that moment or you're not, you know, you're driving, um, especially if you're driving these, a lot of these heavier, like forested areas, you actually see some of these interesting signs there. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're, you can see them um, if you're in the areas. In my hometown um, in New Jersey, if you're driving through the woods, you can see the flags, and also they sometimes have the Smokey the Bear signs around to help keep you informed about what's happening in the area. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. I mean, the, the signs, just because of the fact that, you know, you have, like, Smokey the Bear, you can pull off, take a mm -hmm. picture, but... Like you said, they're definitely very helpful, and um, that's what they're there for. So obviously, like a day like today, um, they would probably be like high fire danger or something. They'll likely mm -hmm. be high fire danger across Delmarva just because of the red flag warnings, uh, or you know just how we had it a, a couple days ago. But that's pretty much all when it comes to um, you know fire weather. Do you have any other final thoughts you want to mention, Sloan? Um, no, just to say the best thing to do during these situations is to make sure that you are weather aware, staying informed, have a way to get information and to always have a plan. Yes, that is some uh, great tips there. And, you know, also make sure, you know, just, uh, you know, we'll keep you updated. Download our 47 ABC weather app. Um, you know, anytime there's a, you know, you'll always get like any weather alert. doesn't have to be just tornado watches or hurricane watches, but even fire weather. Um, you know, you'll have an alert and it'll tell you for your county. So, you know, that's always a good way to keep track of fire weather. And, you know, we'll also, like mm -hmm. I mentioned before, we'll have it on air as well. But definitely fire weather is a serious topic. Um, and it's something you want to keep in mind, especially during the spring months, um, especially as we make our way towards fall. And then, like I mentioned before, it can even happen in the summer months when we get one of those cold fronts that just pushed our way through the area and we get enough dry air. Um, we can even see it happen even in the in the summer months. But definitely mm -hmm. the main thing is just, you know, you want to be smart. Um, you want to use common sense and definitely, you know, try to avoid burning um, because yeah. of the fact that those fires will spread as long as when you have all those conditions in play. When it comes to the, the low, the, the fuel moisture very low, the, the blustery conditions and just the fact that we're dealing with that low humidity. 
So, just uh, so everyone, so I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great rest to the uh, great rest of the week. I hope everyone enjoys their first day of spring, which officially begins on Saturday morning. Yeah, will officially be the vernal equinox. Um, our days are already becoming longer as it is, and we'll continue to enjoy them more. So I hope everyone has a great day, a great weekend, a great first day of spring, and just thank you for watching us. And when it comes to weather-wise, it's all about giving you weather wisdom. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.